1: Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with AJ Casavell, who covers the Padres for MLB.com. AJ, we are coming off the winter meetings. Uh, it's It was a, a slower time for most of the teams, and now we're kind of heading into these last couple of weeks of 2019. So before we jump into the news and notes of the week, just give me one or two takeaways uh, from the winter meetings and the Padres.
0: Well, it was obviously pretty slow, I think. I think some of that had to do with um, maybe A.J. Preller kind of slow playing the market, kind of he he doesn't feel forced into any deals. I think he kind of wants the rest of the market to come to him, especially if he's going to be trading one of his outfielders or trading for an infielder or a pitcher. Um, And so I think we could see something potentially later than usual late maybe maybe into january to kind of fill out this roster because i think there's still some holes on the roster that the podgers would like to fill but they don't feel like they need to they don't feel any rush to do so and and maybe before the winter meetings I, I, aj probably has been so active in the past at the winter meetings that this time around it was almost a surprise that he didn't do anything but when you kind of take a step back and look at the way he's he's kind of using his roster as trade pieces i guess it's not as surprising as it might look on paper
1: yeah, it's really interesting what him and the team have been doing. And, you know, we've been talking all offseason about the outfield. We've we've touched on the infield, but really it's been about the outfield. And now, AJ, we really focus in on their newest signing, Ian Kinsler, uh coming off his World Series champion run, championship run with the Boston Red Sox. Obviously, this guy has an extremely long tenured career, spent a lot of time in Detroit and with the Rangers. That's what he's best known for. And now he signs with the Padres shaking things up a little bit, and there's this is a pretty fascinating acquisition, AJ. There's a lot of different um, levels and layers to, to this signing. So let's just start with the most basic of them all is where does Ian Kinsler fit in? How much is he going to play? And whose spots is he taking?
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting move because it, it wasn't really expected. The Padres weren't expected to go out and look for a second baseman, but it makes sense a little bit if you say, well, Ian Kinsler's going to play second base and Luis Arias can shift to shortstop at least until Fernando Tatis gets there. And I think the way the Padres are looking at their infield right now is through the prism of, well, come midseason or come May or June or whenever Fernando Tatis arrives, it's going to be Tatis at shortstop and Urias at second base. So how do we get to that point and the answer, it seems, is with Ian Kinsler at second, Luis Urias at shortstop. Uh, and what that does is it buys them a little bit of time until Tatis arrives, and then when Tatis arrives, Urias can bounce back from short to second. Uh, Kinsler kind of, he, he's he's more in a utility role then, I think, and, and I think he's going to play some third base consistently, really, for the first time in his career. But um, I, I I know he's up for it. I think he kind of said whatever, whatever it is kind of takes to help the team win and he's, he's more than willing to be a mentor to those two young infielders so I think it uh what it really comes down to was I think the Padres like the value they got in the Kinsler deal two years eight million dollars with a with a third year option and I think yeah. the way it, it doesn't mean Kinsler's going to that Urias is only going to be playing shortstop I think we could see Urias at second and Kinsler at third before Tatis comes depending yeah. on how they fill out the rest of their infield but I think it's a it's it's a kind of a creative way to fill that shortstop stopgap that they needed before Tatis gets here.
1: Yeah, and that's what we've been talking about too, are, you know, people who can kind of be a band-aid per se, but eventually, you know, you want some stability especially when it comes to that middle infield, especially at the hot corner. So, now they have a few more decisions to make when it comes to the infield. Are they going to sign or trade for a third baseman and like you said Kinsler can fill in, but they're going to want a guy who can play there and be consistent every day, right?
0: Yeah, and they're not they're not done at, tr- at least trying to add to their infield. I'd be surprised if they if they kind of stuck with the infield they have right now. Um Will Myers, I think they view as either as an outfielder and he could he's also a trade chip too, so he might be gone by opening day, but I don't th- I don't think they're kind of counting on Will Myers at third base. So that leaves an opening at third and that kind of uh that that that's probably the most important thing that needs to be addressed before the start of the season. Either that or starting pitching. Yeah. Um, so I I'm, I'm not entirely sure what direction they're going to go. They could add a a shortstop and then say, all right, Luis Arias, you stay at second. Ian Kinsler, you're going to work at third base in spring training. Maybe they add like a, a stopgap, like a Danny Hatcher, or someone of of that nature. Freddie Galvis is still an option there, but he might be uh that, that might be a little bit too too uh. Too pricey in terms of both dollars and and years for just a guy who's kind of filling in as a stop gap. So, um, they could add a shortstop or they could just say they could just fill in a third and then and then um when Tatis arrives, Kinsler's kind of fighting for playing time and serving as a utility guy. So the, the infield has a lot of moving parts right now. Uh the yeah. situation doesn't bring a whole lot of clarity, but it does add another body and, and, and a kind of a proven guy who's who's been who's won a world series and who's done some things in his career and a really good defender too if uh if they need kind of a, a late game defensive replacement so i would be i would guess they they look to add a third baseman by a trade they could also maybe go the shortstop route or or kind of the shortstop third base hybrid someone who can play both spots
1: it's just kind of a tangled web right now, AJ. As I as I listen to you play out all these scenarios of what could possibly happen, that's a lot of different options, which can be a good thing, and sometimes I think not not such a good thing um, when you're trying to, um, you know, make your your lineup and and make matchups and see who who fits. Sometimes it makes it more complicated. But I want to circle back to Will Myers. We've only touched on him a little bit this off season, um, but specifically. I mean, at this point right now, do you do you think it's more likely he will just find a place wherever the Padres need him or he won't be on the opening day roster?
0: I think if, if I had to guess, I guess he's on the opening day roster. I, I know he's he's one of a couple trade chips that they're that they're looking to move if the price is right. But I don't think I think the Padres feel like if they were to trade Will Myers now, they'd be selling a little bit low. Uh, cause he, he was so injury prone last year and kind of inconsistent and we, we, we all know what he's capable of. Uh, and so I, I think it's more than likely that he's, he's on the roster and if they don't move another outfielder, what they're going to do is they're going to come into spring training and get him reps at third base and see if maybe, maybe an off season's worth of work, uh, helped him out. And, and all of a sudden he, I don't want to say he'll have solved third base, but he'll just be, uh, he'll, he'll be a step up from what he was last, last year, which was frankly not very good. And that's what kind of you'd expect from a guy who had a couple of weeks working at third base and then was thrown into one of the hardest positions on the diamond. So he's, a. Uh, if I had to guess, I don't think the Padres want him at third base. I think if he's still on the roster, it probably means that maybe Hunter Renfro or Fran Reyes was, was dealt. Um, or there's going to be some competition there even if all of them are still around maybe what's likeliest would be a a kind of a will myers platoon uh i don't know how between third base and the outfield and and all of a sudden you can kind of squeeze uh another right-handed hitting bat in there against a lefty if will myers is playing third and then you have renfro and reyes in the outfield and um but it like you said, it's kind of it's it's this tangled web right now where they they need to a kind of figure out what they want to do with Myers and b figure out what else they want to do in the infield and then once those things come into play come into place you kind of you, I think the the rest of everything will fall into place around them because you'll you'll see uh, the plans for the infield before Tatis the plans for the infield after Tatis arrives and the plans for the outfield which is essentially six guys for three spots right now.
1: AJ, my last thing for you, as we look at what the Padres are trying to do, the Dodgers went and just got Joe Kelly, the Diamondbacks, lost Paul Goldschmidt, I'm just kind of looking around the NL West. And I'm wondering where you think the Padres kind of fit in in this coming season. Is this a season to regroup and you know get their bearings? Is this a season where they're going to try to shake things up? Obviously, the Dodgers are primed to try and repeat. But when you look at the rest of of the NL West, uh, where do you see the Padres falling in line?
0: Well, I think this this year they need to make progress. Uh, last year, I, I think if you ask anyone, it was a step back. There were some bright spots, kind of offensively. From El Reyes was a nice had, had put together a nice season. Hunter Renfro, Austin Hedges were pretty pretty good during the second half, but on the whole, it was a serious step back. Especially after they signed Eric Hosmer, um, I think the way they fit in this year is um, they're they're clearly. Approaching this year with an eye on 2020 and, and having that be the year they jump into contention right here they want to be better they want to be a maybe not I think maybe 500 might be too lofty of a goal but they want to be approaching 500 or, or at yeah. least at least pretty competitive on a regular basis and they want their offense to kind of fall into place with Tatis and with Urias here and with with some of the rest of the have have Hunter Renfro build on his season, Framil Reyes build on his season, um, maybe Manny Margot bounce back, and if the offense falls into place, and the Padres can be pretty good offensively, I don't think they have the pitching to compete. I think I think their probably best case scenario is third place behind the Dodgers and the Rockies. I think are pretty good too, but yeah. the, if 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 their offense falls into place, that's a really good thing because the pitching is the next thing to follow. The pitching will. It, i don't want to say it'll definitely follow in 2020 but they have so many good young prospects and they'll be getting the nelson lamette and garrett richards back from
1: richards you yeah. know
0: where if the offense takes a step forward this year and kind of makes the padres competitive then maybe next year when chris paddock's up and logan allen's up uh and, and maybe joey lucchese takes a step forward and you get those two guys back from injury all of a sudden you have a rotation that's decent and. And the, and the offense, if it if it does take a step forward this year, uh, it can kind of match up, and maybe and maybe you add a bat, maybe you add a third baseman, and all of a sudden you have a team competing for the playoffs in 2020. So I think this year is about taking that step forward offensively. Maybe if not approaching 500, just just looking like a pretty competitive team, especially on offense. And and once you've done that, the pieces are in place to springboard to a run in 2020.
1: All right, I like it. I like it. Uh and I know, you know, obviously next uh, in 2022, no one knows where Nolan Arcano is going to be. You know, the Diamondbacks could lose that Greinke, so it could be mm-hmm. it could be the time for the Padres to really kind of take advantage uh, of that moment in the NL West and um I, that's exciting, AJ. I, I like that. I'm I'm into that. So we're going to wait and see what they can do with that infield because again, it's not only the outfield, it's the infield and the starting pitchers, but um AJ Preller knows how to get it done. He knows how to to pick those pieces and kind of start to work his way back for 2020. So I'm pretty excited, AJ. And I'm really grateful that I've had the chance to talk with you this year and and kind of start to fill in this puzzle.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I had someone someone ask me, who's going to be the next team to win the NLS that's not the Dodgers? And <laughs> I, I had to guess, I think I would say the Padres. I think they have the pieces in place not to win it in 2019 or maybe even 2020, but they are yeah. going in the right direction. So it's, there, there's a lot of things alike. And yeah, Preller's kind of got to piece together that infield. Uh, you said Arenado's available next offseason. Anthony Rendon's available. They need a third baseman. There they there are. We we'll there see. I, I don't know. That, that might be lofty. But if the Padres can take a step forward and maybe uh, <laughs> off, off spitball on here, Rendon seems like a decent fit. And all of a sudden you have a pretty good offense, I think, and, and maybe can contend in the National League West. So 2019 will be interesting. And then we'll see where they go from there.
1: We got some hot takes going on on the podcast right now. Uh, listen, AJ, you and I are both going to take a little time off um, for this holiday season, and then we're going to gear back up in January. So if you guys need your Padres fix, you can go to Padres.com and check in, see what they're doing towards the end of this year. I know, AJ, you're going to have your eyes and ears on on all of this news and notes. We just are taking a little break from the podcast. Um, but I again, I'm so appreciative of your time and all your knowledge on, on the Padres.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me, Danny, and happy holidays.
1: Happy holidays with AJ Casavell. I'm Danny Wexelman. Happy holidays. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.
2: Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best